Yo, what is up? Welcome to Cheers to Beers. I'm your host, Jess Keller-Poole. And today we have got a mini-sode with just my co-host, Shauna Cormier, and I. And uh, yeah, it's been a second since we've done a little half-pint episode, so we are back at it. And we are kind of doing a little bit of a spring break. I know it's a little late for spring break, but... Um, So we're putting out this one today, and then we will be back with another episode on the 5th of May. So in case you are waiting for that download to pop up, because I know y'all are subscribed, and it doesn't show up, that's the reason why. So back at it with a little mini-sode. We are talking about collaborations, beer collaborations, kind of why they came about, what we think about them, Um, maybe some projects we're working on right now. As well as just getting into some basic beer gossip. I mean, like, you know, we love our Seattle gossip corner, but not too much drums in the scene right now. So we're just kind of talking about other stuff going on, shooting the shit, drinking beer. You know how it is. If you've been following along with Seattle Beer School and some classes we've been doing recently, we are going to be wrapping up our Sensational Sensory class series. So if you're in the Seattle area and want to attend... Check out our Instagram at Seattle Beer School. It's got all the info over there, as well as at Bottleworks Beer, beer spelled the German way or Belgian way, B-I-E-R, because they've been our sponsor for this entire class series and have helped us out getting the beer and being a pickup location. So big shout outs to Bottleworks and everyone that's attended the classes so far. And if you just want to keep up with other beer goings-ons you can follow me at just just beer and you can follow shauna at a young billy crystal in terms of what we're drinking or what i'm drinking right now um it's no secret that i'm a fan of a west coast ipa and it is kind of like harder to find because there is now this kind of in between there's like this in between hazy and west coast um that is very common and I, I still love that a lot, but there's something about like the true OG West Coast IPA that's just, mm. and it's something I've been craving a lot lately. So two of my West Coast recommendations is going to be anything from Stoop. I, I honestly don't know why I don't have them stocked in my fridge all the time. Um, so any IPA by them, I mean, they do a hazy every once in a while, but for the most part, you're going to find some clear, beautiful, beautiful. IPAs. And um, also just another classic from Seattle is Positron from Sea Pine. That IPA is freaking good. So those are my recs for the moment. And maybe grab yourself a little IPA while you're listening to this mini-sode. And thanks for being here, guys. We love you. And we will see you back in the beginning of May. Cheers. Josh showed me an article today that there's going to be shortage on boba, like the pearls. Really? Why? I don't know. It's I didn't read the article. It's like he's like Shauna, brace yourself, because there was a. Have t- you been drinking a lot of boba? No, not not in the past, <laughs> not in the past few months. But there was a period where I was a little obsessed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then I. Should, it's hard to get like I like the milky ones, but I doubt you can ever get them vegan. Oh no. I mean, I don't think the the bubble, the balls are vegan. I'm pretty sure they're oh. gelatin. It's just, oh, maybe. It's supposed to be tapioca. Uh, what even is tapioca? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's some sort of, it's like a starchy thing. Maybe it comes from, 
Yeah, what is it? Like tapioca pudding always grossed me out. It's just a weird texture. Tapioca starch. Oh, it's from cassava. That's what I thought. I was like, I think it's from cassava. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's the starch from cassava. Oh, interesting. Well, maybe I can eat the balls. I just have never liked the texture of those balls. Oh yeah, I'm into them. Finn likes. I'm always afraid that I'm gonna suck it up too fast in the straw, and then it's gonna like lodge in the back of my throat or something. I don't know where that fear comes from. Probably from watching horror. <laughs> probably. That's what I think. We can probably just start off with what I am calling Seattle Gossip Corner, but it's more of just beer gossip corner because there isn't too much happening in the scene right now. I, I don't know. I've been like I've been on the look. I, I've always got my eyes and ears open and there isn't like too much drama happening right now in Seattle. So, so. wait, don't drink beer wrote about Floodland. So, I mean, he's written a couple things about Floodland a couple times, um, but I was just on his page because I was trying to find the info about Worst Beer Blog deleting their account. And I saw a picture of the masonry um, anniversary beer. So I clicked on it and, you know, like he's very flowery with his writing, which I'm not Mm -hmm. mad about. Um, No, it's funny. I like it. Yeah, I get that way too when I write. Um, yeah, let me pull it up real quick. I just can't. It just. I remember the one time he called himself a, a fat Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> like <laughs> a young fat Dan Dan Aykroyd. I mean, maybe I'm adding fat in there, but he's not fat. Or like every no, time he's he's slim. He looks good. Um, I was like, dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that. Like a young Dan Aykroyd. I just I just appreciate when people call you old comedians. I have a special place yeah. in my heart for, for that. Oh yeah, a young Billy Crystal. I feel really good about that. I think that if I were to tell people he was like my dad, I think they would maybe believe me. <laughs> I think so too. You you're really good. I mean like it's your actor in you, but like you're good at like sticking to a lie and just like going with it and I break like immediately. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you would be good at it. I think you just need a little more confidence. Definitely. And we've talked about this too, because when we were talking about doing an April Fool's joke on our last class that was on April 1st, I was like, I want to do a joke, but I just feel bad immediately. Even if it's not harmful, even if it's like totally in good fun, like I just feel bad for deceiving people. So I can't (laughs) hold it together. I just really take pride in it. (laughs) as you should okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna read the caption he did of the picture of the masonry okay which was um we had had a really fun time waxing that the wax blocks looked like huge pink strawberry starbursts and i wanted to eat it oh yeah the whole time it was like hard not to stick your finger in it (laughs) in the hot wax um i I haven't even had this beer yet have you have you opened one of these bottles i tried a carb check a while ago. Was it good? It was cool. Oh, a while ago. It was ago. really cool. I mean, yeah, it was like months ago at this point. Tried it like when they were tasting it. Um, okay, so this is what his description is. The quality of Floodland Brewing is exceeded only by their inaccessibility. <laughs> for sentence. <laughs> I mean, he's right about that. <laughs> the Brett B. Twine and Second Running's Majesty of Gently Skins, of Gently Skins pressed against one another. One union shared per romantic couple. <laughs> 
if anyone's ever received floodland emails you understand that um streaking rivulets of pnw moisture smelling redolent i don't know what that word is um i just exceeded my time limit on social media um Shrieking redolent of lip gloss in, oh my God. See, he uses all these big words and then I'm trying to say it on here and I, I don't know what I'm saying. I think this is a... Just a, say, a, just Ritalin? What did you say? Redolent. Redolent of lip gloss in hyacinth. Is that a flower? I think so. Okay. The pillow still smells of flower bomb, but she's somewhere quarantining with a sinewy leather tanning Adonis. <laughs> the absence compels the thirst for it. Wait, the absence compels the thirst for it is surely better to desire than possess. It feels like when you're reading it, you have to like not take a breath the whole time and you have to say it all in one fell soup. Totally. Um, so I don't know if that last sentence is, is implying that the mystique of it makes it taste better, which I kind of get. I mean, I feel that way about beers that I've never had or like I've only had one Suarez family beer and it was delicious. And maybe it was because, you know, I've fantasized about it and then when i had it it was great uh, yeah for um, sure there's like so many beers like that like if you think about plenty of the younger coming out only once a year right yeah and right. you like only can get it then same thing with so many other things like when you go to a vacation and you're there you're like in oh, yeah. fiji you've always wanted to go there and then you go and you're like this is of course you're gonna amp it up even more than you would oh yeah but i guess he's not saying he's disappointed so that's good right yeah um so that was fun. I've, I've never seen him write about Floodland before. So, so that was cool. Yeah, um, cool. But yeah, so that is leading into the fact that we're so if you if everyone who's listening is on Instagram, you may be familiar with the beer meme account, worst beer blog, which was mostly um, beer memes, but also a lot of like screenshotting of Facebook drama. Um, and a lot of it, you know, obviously in the past year was related to COVID and breweries being assholes and all sorts of stuff. So anyways, they, I appreciated it because it was like, it didn't take itself too seriously. Yes, it did. in like it, it was pointing out people being stupid and it was funny. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everyone doing this, like you could do your own thing and avoid. And then someone from the outside's like, wait a second. (laughs) What you're doing yeah, is, is, right. is actually really silly and you look stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was, it was just a good source for me to be like, Oh, what's the drama? What's going on in, in the world of beer, especially because like you can get really sucked into whatever city and industry you're in. So it was kind of like good to get perspective of what was going on in the rest of the craft beer world. Oh, totally. And that's um, something that like, you know, we, we are, I think we know pretty a lot of good things that are happening or a lot of things that are not always good that are happening within our realm. Um, but like if someone were like to tell me about, you know, talk about, Hey, can you do some gossip about the Michigan beer scene? I'd be like, no. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, um, I guess I'd have to do some research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I guess we could like, Maybe if I traveled there and got a sense of like what the scene was like, but really my scene is very narrow to Seattle, Portland, and like Santa Rosa, California. Yeah, and so. even Portland, even Portland, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I don't right. know anyone there. I mean, I guess if we like tr- ventured down there, we could probably figure it out. But which I, we've been talking about doing for a while, and we we will have to do sometime. Um, yes, we could do it this summer. Sometime. Do a beer trip. Yeah, beer trip. Yes. 
so yeah, they they deleted their account and it looked like a screenshot of maybe like a DM that Don't Drink Beer is posted, which is where I got this information. And um, it just kind of seems like they were tired of keeping up with all the shit. I mean, basically, they also said that they aren't qualified which to run an account like that, which I don't think is true. I feel like they probably just got like a lot of shitty comments and DMs and it was probably really overwhelming to like deal with potentially making people mad and then you know how people act on social media it's it's the block between two humans so yeah. you just say all sorts of crazy shit and he was probably like or i don't know who the person is that runs it but um they probably just like got all this like negative energy and it's just like i can't deal with this anymore yeah i don't know like I, I feel like when you're like a truth teller when you're like saying things like that you're gonna get backlash because people can't handle oh, it yeah they're really sensitive. And it's not like anything he was saying was a lie or they were saying. I have no idea no. who was running it. Um, right. Like, again, it was mostly screenshots. I mean, it's it's sad because it's kind of like, I mean, there's, I mean, Don't Drink Beers is another person that does that kind of stuff. But um, I think yeah. the way they did it was cool because it was like, there wasn't a person that you saw ever. It was just kind of like screenshots and memes and stuff like that. So it wasn't, right. a, yeah. it wasn't really attached to a person. Well, I'm sure it was very much attached to a person, but. And yeah, speaking of just like general screenshots, um, I did see that Sam Adams is doing a promo right now that's like, if you can prove that you've been vaccinated, you get a beer. And I don't really know what the legality of that or what getting a beer means. Oh, it might yeah. be like some sort of coupon or I don't know, or like something at a tap room. Um, but so that got people all sorts of riled up. Dude, I haven't seen any of the like, oh, is it called Shot for Sam? Yes. Is that what they're calling it? People are Sam, they're like, yeah, I got a shot, get a Sam. I just don't like, what are they upset about? That I mean, I guess anti-vaxxers in, in my, if I were, you know, I don't really know any anti-vaxxers. Thank the Lord. Yeah. But in, I, I don't want to generalize, but I'm going to and say that I think that anti-vaxxers maybe, uh, don't have much of a sense of humor or don't really know how to how to have fun <laughs> they only want it on their terms yeah dude like what do you mean you think everyone why don't we we can all have beers again and be things can go back to quote-unquote normal if we all get the shot yeah, so it seems like people are upset in the comments because they're like, why did you have to go woke? Why are you making this political? And it's like, I again, I don't think medicine is political. Um, and now people are like, I'll never buy your beer again. Good. I'll be sure to skip the shot on purpose. On um, purpose? Oh, my God. This this person's an asshole. Can I get a beer if I identify as vaccinated? Dude, you, you saw what Mike my, my Huckabee said. No. This was like a couple weeks ago. He like tweeted. He was like... If I identify as Asian, will I get free McDonald's? Will I get blah blah blah? I, I mean, it, it's so asinine that I can't even repeat it. He, I was just like, this these people that do that kind of stuff. You're just like, first of all, what? I'm sorry, are you that are you that hurt and threatened by what? How people identify? Like, it literally has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with that's you. That's the thing. They always have something, but getting a COVID shot has everything to do with other people that's the interesting thing here's another comment that i thought was fascinating sounds a lot like communism but okay <laughs> wait 
what? This sounds pretty capitalistic to me for a business to be making their own decision. Dude, I just love how people like always throw around communism and socialism. It's like such a buzzword for them. Right. Just it's like a, a replacement word for like liberalism or leftist. It's worse than that. Which is interesting. It's like a well, boomers love saying it. That's like their favorite. You know, saying socialists or communism because they're like more closely connected to like the like the wars of communism whoever's running their social media account is doing a really good job of responding to some of these comments people are the account is just like the sooner we all get vaccinated the sooner we get to go back to bars they're being very cordial the funniest thing about this is this quote that someone put in from the actual sam samuel adams that reads if ever the time should come when vain and aspiring men shall possess the highest seats in government, our country will stand in need of its experienced patriots to prevent its ruin. So he put that quote in as a way to be like, patriotism, yeah. But ironically, I feel like that just shows like, oh yeah, we put Trump in the highest position and now everything's fucked. It's like, it's like some, they think they're saying one thing and to me it reads in a completely different way where yeah. I'm like, yeah, you are proving our point. Yeah. Oh wait, so dude, Someone said that or Boston Beer Company said that? No, someone commented that quote from Sam oh. Adams thinking that it was proving their point when I feel like it's proving yes. Sam Adams' point. Exactly. Exactly. Well, a new man's in charge now, so bye. I just like, I don't, it's so interesting to me because it's like a brewery. I mean, th- this is like, you know, this doesn't even feel political to me because it's not. Um, I don't know why people think mm-hmm. it is. Just don't go go to Sam Adams then. Don't go get that free beer. Uh, you know what I mean? It's that you simple. Just, you just don't get a free beer. Sam Adams is one of the largest breweries, craft breweries in the U.S. So people commenting, I'm never going to buy you again. That is not going to affect their sales. I can guarantee it will not affect their margins. No, because it's not so. There, I, the amount of anti-vaxxers there are, if you... I. <laughs> If you call yourself a, a anti-vaxxer, uh, which is embarrassing, uh, have, it's got to be a pretty small percentage. There's people who are wary of it and maybe won't take it because of whatever reason. I mean, there's people in my family. I can't even get into it. Um, I mean, I could get into it. I will get into it. But like those people, fine. Bye. It's like you're why do you well and there's some people. Yeah, there's some people with legitimate concerns like people, members of the black community whose parents were tested on by public health without their consent. So like there's a long history of people of color being treated very badly by American public health. So like there is some legitimate wariness, but that is so much different to me than people being like, this is going to give my kid autism, which is another thing that makes me so mad because people treat autism in such a weird way where I'm like, if my kid was autistic, that would be fine. (laughs) There's not an issue with that. When people use it as like a punishment, like you're going to do that to your kid. It's like, do you know how, how wide of a spectrum autism is? Like autism doesn't mean that you are, sometimes you may be nonverbal, but that doesn't like equate to what autism means. Anytime someone uses that in an argument, I'm just like, go fuck yourself. Also, it's, it's not true. Um, and ex- yeah, that's exactly. And on top of that, it's like, well, I'd, I'd probably rather my kid not get measles or polio or COVID, you know, because that's kind of like they like yes. kill them um, and other people. Yeah, I know. It's wild. That is such a bogus. It's like people still believe that. I, I thought it was it was debunked so long ago. 
And also, so, you're right. No. If that was the case, I'd be like, fine, take the risk on like a different way of thinking. Neuro- yeah, neurologically right, exactly. diverge, like, neurologically different. Like, so. Yeah. Also, on top of uh, to uh, talk about, yes, like if there's wariness of a certain community because they've been abused by the health system, by the American health system, that that's way different than just a bunch of white people just being brats, mm-hmm. which is the way I view it. Yeah. Or like, or like multi level marketing people who are like essential oils will be just fine for me thank you i mean essential oils do have a place and that is in candles <laughs> in like aromatherapy and a massage <laughs> love that i love it like in one of those diffusers so yeah more nonsense it's never gonna end honestly like i just thought that was another fascinating thing going on Sorry, I like um I t- a, but ti- a tirade about that <laughs> i mean it's hard not to uh but in actual Seattle gossip news, and this isn't even really gossip because I don't even have any details on it, but I do know that Mirage is looking for a tap room and my intel might be not solid, but I think they're going to be going into Ballard. That's what I heard too. And I think that they had a location and it fell through. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. And I was talking to someone recently and they were like, no, they are going to be in Ballard. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know where, I don't know if that person has the right information, but they've been looking for a tap room for a little while. And I think that when they get settled in, it's going to be really successful. Um, but it does kind of just bring me back to this idea that we've talked about of like, the saturation of Ballard and I'm just like the person I was talking to is someone who works at a brewery in Ballard and they were just like I'm so stoked about it yeah it's gonna be the perfect place for him and I was like honestly I don't think it is uh it makes I I guess it makes financial sense starting a brewery is very fucking expensive the overhead for starting a brewery is insane so yes they will make money their taproom will be busy it just is like I just think we could benefit other areas it's just it's too much i bet you know especially because you know he has investors um it's Mm -hmm. it's an easy way to sell that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i mean i'm with you i think it'd be really great to expand into other areas um you know but uh yeah i think that it's you might you know he might michael might also not want to do it either but he might be like well it's a good business decision i don't know we should just ask him I know we should, right? Um, I just know there's been a lot of things on the DL and that they've had to stay quiet about things. So Um, I'm sure they'll make an announcement. Yeah. Soon, sometime soon. Yeah, I was because I was thinking if it's like if you're not putting a brewery in Ballard, where's good places to put it? I would I'd love to see more in Soto and I'm surprised there isn't more. And I would also like to see a little bit more in Georgetown, too. I mean, yeah, it's like I think both of those neighborhoods just need like one other brewery to just amplify their traffic. Because Georgetown's um, fun to think, hang around, like to walk around. There's like a it is. places. I mean, you got Michigan House, you got l- Lowercase, um, you have The Great Notion, The Great Notion. Um, I'm missing someone. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Legion. Um, but they have a taproom in Georgetown, right? Or just production No, facility. I think it's just their production facility. Um, I feel like I'm missing someone. Who else is down there? Georgetown, of course. Duh. Yeah. Um, but they they I mean just recently have a tab room. I guess it wasn't recent, it was over a year ago. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, can Georgetown beat the new ballard? <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. I, that's and I live north of the canal, so I should be in the mindset that I want to stay around my neighborhood. But 
I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking about like wanting to get out and be in other places too. Yeah. So. And just like, you know, it'd, be, we'll it'd see. be cool if it was in a neighborhood too that could benefit from money coming into it. That's what I'm thinking. Like Ballard is already so busy. So, so much, much. That whole area has so much money. There. I mean, it won't, you know what I mean? It'd be cool if we could like help invest in a different neighborhood. Like South yeah, Seattle would be dope. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And now, oh, did you know that uh, Lower Queen Anne will now be called Uptown? So that's funny because that's what it used to be called when um, Seattle was rebuilt in the early 1900s. And they they kind of focused in a different area uh, for building. It was always called Uptown. And then we, for, I don't know when the change started. Probably real estate um, or something. But for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Huh, that's funny. That's like a Seattle initiative to call it. I uptown. think it's, I think city council passed it. Well, there's some more. There's some more Seattle gossip. <laughs> so much. So so that would include like Seattle Center and like um. There's there's that little strip where it's like um Queen Anne Ave North and First Avenue um where there's a couple good bars. It's right outside of the Seattle Center. Um, like there's a SIF theater there and some good places to eat and drink. So. So yeah, there's there's a little action going on down there. You know, it's just like you know, if we're talking about and this, this ties into, I mean, everything becomes political to me. I don't know because life is political, and if if you say that you don't like to get involved in politics and you don't want to, that's very privileged of you. But anyways, that's what I think. So like you know, these we're talking about di- like Ballard, different areas to help. We're talking about beer, so it's different. There's different ways to invest in a community and to help a community prop it up, whatever. But, you know, if you look at how city, like our city, how Seattle is, like still one of the fastest growing cities in the country and like how unequal everything is. And like, you mm-hmm. know, I think where beer, like where beer is, is a microcosm of that, right? Um, you can see where all the yeah. breweries are. And that's not to talk any disrespect to Mirage or where you decide to go. I don't know the details. And if I were opening a brewery, who knows what I would do? Um, I'm just saying in general. Like, you know, it's, you could, you could see where things start to pop up. It happens in every city. So it's like one of those, like, that's why I think we're like, it would be great if we could see some breweries popping up in different neighborhoods. But I guess that's easier said than done. If we were looking at it at an idealistic sort of of bird's eye view of things. But I think that's how things change is by being idealistic about things. Yeah, agreed. And yeah, speaking of like investing in community and other places. The other topic I wanted to cover is beer collaborations. I feel like breweries collaborating on a single beer is relatively new phenomenon in the last three to five years. Um, and I think it's just like getting more and more popular to do that. I We saw a lot of it during COVID, during 2020. I think that was a really good way for bigger breweries to help out smaller breweries. I think that's probably one of the main incentives behind doing a collaboration is like if you're a 10 barrel system getting to brew with a 30 barrel brewery, like that'd be huge if it goes out to distro, you know, or if just your name of your brewery is on a can, that's at a very popular tap room. People are going to learn about you. Yes, I think it's, so I do think that's a good way. It's super smart, right? As a smaller brewery with a, you know, collaborate with a bigger brewery. And also if you're just buddies, I mean, it's kind of fun to like, you know, like Adam and Matt are buddies. So it's like, oh, I get to brew a beer with my buddy. That's fun. Um, 
Yeah. And I think that's probably where it all came from was like, just actually wanted to hang out with your friends and other brewers you respect and like, okay, so what can we do? What's a fun thing? I really like what you do with this. How can we apply that to what I do? Um, it, it probably started that way. And then now is definitely more of like a marketing selling strategy. Yeah, see, that's the tough part, right? Like, right. Yeah. As, as with everything, things start off with these like peer intentions and then it starts to get a little like, okay. But if you're doing it right and you're doing it at, at, at true of heart, then I think people will read that. Um, I, I was, I was just going to say, I was thinking about how breweries especially like in belgium the first thing that came to my head was how they used to share yeast or like bigger breweries that had a good yeast would share the yeast and mm-hmm. like an og sort of collaboration was uh oh totally yeah sharing yeasts yeasts that's fun to say and now there's so many like strains and whatnot that are proprietary and it's like no this is mine right. which probably just came from dregs of another <laughs> bottle like you know what I mean? Oh, just yeah, up right? something else, which is cool because it's like, you know, how you can be inspired by, um, you know, uh, Saison DuPont. And so you're like, okay, I'll save those dregs and see what I could prop up from there. And, um, right. You know, if you like a certain blend of buggies and see how you can make that work. Or like you've heard, I've heard stories of people like basically christening a cool ship by opening up some goose or something it, it, like in the cool ship, you know, um, little hot sub party. Yeah, um, <laughs> so yeah, it, I mean that, that sharing definitely still exists in that sense too, even though people get so weirdly possessive about things. Yeah. And you know, I think it's nice when at least I respect a brewery that is very, tra- uh, I was gonna say translucent, transparent, um, about mm-hmm. the way they do things. Cause I think it just goes to show like how, well, it's about confidence, but it's also just about like, you could tell someone exactly the ingredients, exactly how you did it. And it's not going to turn out the same. So I don't know why people get so freaking worried about it. It's like, brah, calm down. It's like someone who's copying your style and you're like, okay, cool. But you don't, you're not me. So it's like, who cares? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably just, I mean, (laughs) I like to think that every problem comes down to insecurity I don't think you're wrong. um, I mean, (laughs) I'm sure there's numbers and sales shit that's associated with it. But um, in like the whole concept of a collaboration too, because we currently have a collaboration in the works that it was really important to us when we were planning it to be like, we want this to be a collaboration because I can't tell you how many times I've seen a collaboration, a quote unquote collaboration in action where It's like one person represented from the other brewery that's coming to the brewery that's actually brewing the beer. And they're just like not doing anything. They're just like standing around or they're like seem like they're not even having a good time. There's like not even any camaraderie happening or it's like it it just strictly feels like, well, I'm here because it's a brew day. So I have to be here. And the only reason we're doing this anyways is because we know it's going to sell. So that's that. Or like people will not even show up for a collaboration brew day. So I think when we went into this one that we're doing with um, Aslan, bottle works and full throttle bottles it was important to us to be like no we need to have like an educational aspect to this or like that's what we do so you know we did a blind sampling of hops to figure out what was going to work best we were in constant communication with the brewer about like he was very cool about letting us know what yeast he was going to use or seeing if we had any opinions that's what i was just gonna say i was like props to austin who's just a 
really sweet person and like cool dude. Yeah. But yet, like actually asking our opinion. And I was like, ah, what? Yeah. Uh, me? I was all looking right. around. I was like, yeah, uh, well, you mean what? Which I thought was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's just like, I feel like a lot of collaborations. I mean, I can't, there's been quite a few collaboration beers and they're usually always hazy IPAs, which is fine. It sells. I get it. But that I've tried and it's bad. It's not even just like, okay, it's not good. And it still sells out. Yeah. So I think it's really, I mean, yeah. Cause you, you said this in the beginning that there's like, if you're going to do collaboration, like just what does that word mean? Like you're going to work on it together <laughs> and you know, mm-hmm. like bottle works, uh, doing a lot of them. And, you know, at first I was like, okay, cool. Like, why not? It's a perfect thing to do during COVID. And then when they explained why, I thought that was really cool. Like, yeah, it's like, and it sounds yeah. cheesy. Um, but you know, if it, if it gives people a voice and it helps, and you know, I think that we've, they, they have, people have been really kind and generous to Seattle beer school, like John, mm-hmm. at, John and Chris at lowercase, like asking us to collaborate on voices to be heard, which was a tr- true yeah. honor and the proceeds going to culture. Um, if also, if you guys, if y'all listening have not checked out culture with a K check them out. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. Like to work with people that maybe you otherwise wouldn't have worked with. Like uh, that's what, like, yeah, like what's the point of doing it? Yes. To sell beer, obviously, but like, are you learning something? Are you like, are you doing a different process than otherwise that, that you otherwise wouldn't use? Like that's, what's cool. I think. And so bottle works doing that is yeah. fun. And then they sell it and you're like, cool. Yeah. And again, just an, another educational opportunity. Like if you're not a brewery, being able to see the process, be a part of the process. Or if you are a brewery and you work at a brewery, checking out someone else's system, seeing how they brew. If they're willing to give that information and show you what they're doing, check out certain techniques that they're doing. You know, what is the time stamp for hop edition? You know, anything like that. Um, because I think a lot of breweries do tend to have a certain taste, like, oh, this tastes like a Georgetown, this tastes like a lowercase. And there's a reason why. So being able to see that process and being like, oh, so that's what gives it this, you know, I don't think any of that should be secret. I think it's just creativity and should be shared between people. For sure. It's like, um, you know, watching an artist paint something. You're like, even if you're an amazing artist being with that, they don't paint exactly like you. So it'd be right. cool to see. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, never use that technique. Cool. I mean, I don't know. I've never. I'm not a fuck. I'm not a studio artist. I've never. Okay. Uh, Finn just went into the freezer, opened it, and took out the entire box of drumsticks. <laughs> of the ice cream yeah. drumsticks. Yeah, I got some drumsticks. I went old school. Oh yeah. Dude, seriously, they're so good. Um. So. I think bottom line, you know, collaborations are good. Collaborations are awesome, but there should be definitely a collaborative aspect to it. Otherwise it just feels like a ploy. Exactly. Um, and, and, and if it benefits something, I think that makes it even more club. If it actually goes to yes. community, if it like, and not saying you have to donate everything all the time, but like if it does go to an organization or like maybe it's not a beer thing, it's just someone you've reached out with that you really love or like a community organization that you think is awesome um okay and now he's grabbed a pair of scissors i think that that finn, okay that's, no it's fine, it's fine finn put it down i'll do it finn please put it down this is all about collaboration and mom is going to collaborate and use the scissors 
Uh, so yeah, I think that that is even cooler too, right? Like that really makes it full circle. Yeah. You're not just keeping it within the beer community. You're like helping like an organization that is cool. Yeah. So cheers to that. Cheers. And um, time for some drumsticks. Oh God, yeah, so good. That was a Titan Cast episode. Hi, friends. Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Lauren. And we're Two, Two Drunk, Drunk Moms. Moms. Check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform as we sip our favorite wines and find comedy in the chaos. Because it's not drinking alone if you're drinking with us. Cheers. Cheers. Ha, ha, ha.